everybody. Welcome the fuck back to Five Songs or Less. <laughs> uh, we're here with Lindsay, and I gave her another pop punk band that she probably doesn't like. Hey, Lindsay. How's it going? Hey. We're going to give it a shot anyway. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Yeah. It, uh, if anything, I will say this. Iron Sheik is so much better than MXPX, and also much more important to me. So you can't say... Too many bad things are all hang up on you. <laughs> no, and I don't think you're going to have to worry about that too much. I think, I don't know, I don't want to um, tip my hand too early because we have a lot of jerky to talk about. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think, I think, um, I think it's worth explaining that we just dealt with an hour of really frustrating technical stuff and I did almost cry. It like, was only like um, a half hour. I still cried. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so yeah, no, I mean, this is one of the things that, that we should probably start with, and then we'll circle back to jerky, is that um, you've given me a couple playlists now where I've kind of said, you know, I don't, we've done MXPX, I've, I've done the, the negative thing, um, and we've tried and we've tried, Danny. And <laughs> I've only given you one that you were like, no, nah, I don't want to. <laughs> and I think, um, and I, so, I mean, this is, so I, I have a question for you mm-hmm. is, is we've talked a little bit before about what happens when Nate or Cody, cause Lush seems to give you lists you like. So when Nate or Cody gives you something you don't like, <laughs> you still do it. Mm-hmm. To my knowledge, I have never heard of you turning down a band. No, I've yet to turn turn down a band. I mean, I if I'm going to do Luke Combs, I'm probably going to do just about anything. But yeah, yeah. and that's, that's fine. Like, I am not in the business of making people listen to music they don't want to listen to. And if you're like, I have nothing positive to say about this, and that's it's not really music that I want to spend time with, I totally understand that, too. There's plenty of bands out there that uh, I would feel that way about. But for me, I'm, I would rather like try to find something that I kind of like, like I did on Luke Combs a little bit, or just like tear it apart like I did on uh, Caius. Like I did not like Caius at all. How uh, long ago was that? that? I mean, that was a Dante episode. Um, yeah, I, I'm i not sure I even made it back that far. It may be one of those things where I knew I wasn't going to like the band, so I didn't give it sure. a shot. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of, yeah, that's... Uh, is, it was just not for me, and uh, we just kind of... I talked shit, and we laughed about it, and it was kind of cool. But, uh, yeah. Man, this is a little it, dour it, today. It is hard, though. I think I've mentioned this before, like... When I gave Dante, in particular, a couple of bands that he didn't like, I knew he wasn't going to like 90 Pound Wuss, but like I gave him Labyrinth, this like, um, I don't know what, R&B, I don't know what, what you call it, but um, kind of a different thing than what we, Dante and I would normally talk about, and he did not like it at all. And that was the first time he didn't like something, and I was like, really feeling it when he was saying like oh i didn't like this i didn't like this there's no there's no soul in this music there's no heart in this music and i was Ooh. just like but but i like it so much <laughs> and, and and i i worry that that's i don't want to be the person that 
comes to you with all of this music that I think is great. That that so far, with the exception of the replacements, sort of, you've been really positive about the music that I've brought to you. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to be the person that thinks that her taste is great and then doesn't see the same value in the stuff that you love. Um, I mean, that's... Uh, Amanda tonight asked what episode I was doing, like who I was recording with, what episode you're doing. I said, oh, I'm doing Lindsay. I gave her Iron Cheek, and I don't think she liked it. And Amanda said, yeah, I don't blame her. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, not, not all music is for everyone, and that's that's fine. Like, yeah, I don't well, know I mean... why... For me, I've kind of come to a place where I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I could find something I like about this. But there's, I'm sure there's stuff out there that like, somebody gave me something like, I don't know. I'm sure there's stuff out there that uh, I would just not, I don't know. I barely found anything in Luke Holmes that I, like, I never want to listen to that again. Yeah. (laughs) You know. And I'm... Well, we got, we were supposed to talk about jerky, Danny. Fucking, Lindsay, it's okay. You don't have to like everything that I give you. And if you ever don't want to do a playlist, I totally understand. But we do like jerky. But we do like jerky. Before we get to jerky, I want to hear about your trip. Cool. Yeah. So it was my first trip out of town in three years. Mm-hmm. And so I went to Numero 20. Yeah. And I had a lovely time. Yeah. So I had, when Unwound announced that they were touring again, I was really excited. But um, it wasn't like, you know, like shelling out for concert tickets is, is can be mm-hmm. not... Um, doesn't not always workable, yeah. so I I held off on buying tickets for San Francisco because I was like, okay, well I don't know, I don't know what I'm gonna be doing then. There'll probably be some chance to buy some from somebody who can't go or something, so I'll just <laughs> hold off. And then it was announced they were gonna be at Numero, and then they announced that. Chisel was going to be there. Mm-hmm. And I lost my shit. So like <laughs> two bands, two bands that I really love and then a bunch of other really great bands. And I was in and I uh mm-hmm. so I was down there this weekend, um last weekend, I guess. It was just it was um it was an interesting experience though because it was at a theater and everyone was seated and everyone was 40 to 50 years old. Yeah. So you, you sent me a video of Chisel playing, I believe, uh, Your Star is Killing Me. Yeah. Which they sounded amazing. Exa- but, yeah. But it, it looked like a high school talent show. Like just all these parents <laughs> sitting motionless while this band is up there like giving it their all. It was weird. Did you see the other day I posted on my Instagram stories a, a photo of just like several rows of just men's sort of like comfortable orthopedic sne- sneakers just all in a row? <laughs> no, I don't think I saw that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was just... Um, now, there there was like a... It was a nice mix of, of gender there. It wasn't... I mean, it was pretty... 
dude centric. It was mm. pretty. It was pretty exclusively white folks. But sure. it was, you know, it was a lot of people who have learned far more quickly than I have that you really should be protecting your arches. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, so I I did have that same kind of feeling that you had, and that's part of why I sent you the video, is it was a really, it didn't feel very, and I, I think that's the thing, is that all of these bands that I was going to see were bands that, had I seen them back in the day, I mean, I think we've talked about, like, mm-hmm. Chisel Unwound, mm-hmm. you and I were both, like, a little too young to have seen those bands. Yeah. We would have been, like, right up front ruining our hearing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a seated theater was just kind of a, a, a weird vibe, and I was having a little trouble getting into it. And like a band like Chisel, which is so high energy and so mm-hmm. much fun, it was just kind of weird to be seated. And I, I was trying to stand near the back because I just get antsy, and mm-hmm. um, there was like a, a management from the theater told me, you know, to move because it was a, a fire hazard. <laughs> it's just like this, this. Yeah, but um, it was so strange that, um, and it was really cold there, uh, but the mezzanine, uh, a, a floor up, was really warm. So oh. um, by the time Unwound came on, I went up to the mezzanine to watch because I was like, okay, if I'm going to be seated, I've got to be comfortable. Yeah, yeah. And of course, at that point, they were like, hey, everybody come up front. This is weird. <laughs> um, and I was, you know, as far away as I could possibly be, but it was still sort of amazing to even see unwound from like that vantage point totally, like seeing totally. everything like from above it's more exciting than a youtube video oh totally um and you know all of those bands i would have loved to see more of mm-hmm. uh it was a two-day event i really um the first day I, I got in right before the show started um spent the day at the show the second day i ended up connecting with some acquaintances and just um, kind of kicked around with them all day. I was supposed to, I was going to go and do some solo trips to some museums, mm-hmm. but decided to go get burritos with strangers instead. And it was just like <laughs> the best because I was like, I miss these days. Mm-hmm. This is this is what life was like before I was a grown up. <laughs> but as a result of that, I kind of like tuckered myself out and didn't really spend much of the time the second day. Mm-hmm. So I, I would have loved to see The Hated. I would have loved to see Codeine. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was definitely worth it. But it definitely made me feel a little old. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so did you did you not see anybody the second day? I saw Ida. Um, oh, okay. The friends I was there with, we got there a little late. We saw Ida. Um, and then in between bands, I just, you know, traveling takes its toll on me. I'm, totally. I'm becoming like an old lady. And I mean, it's like a, what, a one hour, one hour trip. But um, Oh, to fly, yes. Yes, to fly. But yeah, I had just kind of like uh, burned out my social muscle. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and it was my vacation, so I was like, okay, well, you know. Um, and the, the thing that happened with, you know, both Unwound and Chisel, the funny thing is I bought tickets to see Chisel in SF right. the right. night I got back, and I did not go because I was just, I don't know what I was thinking, that yeah, I would fly yeah. back to SAC and then drive to <laughs> You're the just Bay on that, that have, high of, like, 
seeing a cool show, being social and getting burritos and shit, and you're on that high. Yeah, that burrito high. <laughs> that burrito high is really kind of a burrito low. Like it's sure. it's like a it'll lull you. It was a good burrito. I have to tell you, Danny, hmm. I got a chilaquiles vegan burrito. Wow. It was so that good. Sounds amazing. Right? Yeah. And it was like non-vegan people that like, I thought that they were like, oh, we'll go to this vegan place. And I, I was kind of like, no, you just, don't worry about mm-hmm. me. And they're like, no, we just want to go. You know, we're not vegan. We just want to go. Yeah. And it was the best. It was so good. Was there anyone, any bands that you saw the first day since you were there for the majority of the first day, it sounds like? Mm-hmm. Um, there are bands that you had not heard before that you liked? Or did you know all of those? Um, I pretty much do all the bands. Let me get my reference material here. <laughs> um, they did this nice little booklet for oh, the event. Sweet. No, Tsunami. I mean, Tsunami was amazing. I was really excited to see Tsunami, too. Mm-hmm. So that was... When I bought the ticket, I didn't realize Tsunami was playing, but that was great. So the first band is spelled U-I. I think it's... How do you pronounce that? Mm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so they... I was not familiar with them, but they were they were good. They were interesting. Tsunami, Chisel, Karate. Karate was good. Mm-hmm. And Unwound. Oh, okay. So... Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the second night was great, too. It was just, a, I mean, Chisel, Tsunami and Chisel are very different vibe than, you know, mm-hmm. the rest of the night. But yeah, the second night, Rex, Ida, everyone asked about you, hated Codeine. Mm-hmm. I mean, both like really, really solid nights. I, I do yeah. regret not seeing Hated and Codeine, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, what are you, yeah. you going to yeah. do? Yeah, you had fun you, anyway. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I'm not at the age where I can do two shows in two days. I know, yeah. Because we're over 40. Yeah. Yeah. But there were plenty of people there that were maybe even 50 in mm-hmm. both nights. Oh, I'm sure, but, yeah. Yeah, but they had uncomfortable shoes. <laughs> they were doing it right. <laughs> That's cool, though. I'm, I'm excited that for you that you went. I would have loved to go, but... I'm too old for that shit. Aw, come on. Plus, I got the kids to worry about, too. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if they had done one in, like, San Francisco, maybe. I am going to more shows this year. Oh, you mean, like, that chisel show? No. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) I am going to more shows this year than I've gone to in, like, a long time. It's well, weird. you're playing shows, and it's been a while since you played a show. Yeah, right? we're playing a show in a couple weeks. We might play two shows in May. I'm going to see Blink-182. I'm going to see Depeche Mode now. My sister gave me nice. tickets to see Depeche Mode because she can't They're come. Uh, I'm going to see Elder, which I'm really fucking excited about. I might go see Botch. I'm toying with the, the idea of going to see Botch, but it's like I was curious bucks. if you were... I was curious if you were on the botch train. Yeah. Uh, Nate is going. Uh, my bandmate, Dan, is going uh, to San Francisco. And I don't know. It's just going to San Francisco. You got to go over a bridge. You got to pay all this money. I used to love it. Hey, hey Danny. Hmm. We have bridges in this city, too. You don't have to pay to go over them. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I think it's just if we didn't have nine to five jobs, maybe. Yeah, nine to five job gets in the way, kids get in the way, my couch being so comfortable gets in the way. Man, I wish I had a comfortable couch. Get yourself I a comfortable have, couch. I have a dog-friendly couch, which is mm. not the same as a comfortable couch. Yeah, yeah. That so that's the other reason I'm a little low energy today is I will <laughs> indulge myself. My poor 13-year-old pup had a dental surgery today. Oh, that's right. So, oh. yeah, so he's recovering. He's um, not super happy, poor guy. but he'll he'll be happy when he when it all heals up. Sure, sure. But you know, um, so it's just been kind of a. Um, yeah, I knew I was going to have kind of like a bummer of a day, but I was like, nah, let's record anyway. <laughs> well, at least, at least we're recording. It's going well so far. And you've got a, a box of jerky, I heard. I have a shit ton of jerky. How much did you buy? So you sent me a link. Mm-hmm. As we talked about the Louisville vegan jerky. You sent me a link. They had like a variety pack. Yes. Like six. And there's six fairly hefty bags. I was thinking they would be smaller. I was thinking they'd be smaller bags, and I was kind of grumbling at how expensive it was. Oh, yeah. But um, they are full containers, which yeah, means that yeah. I'm stocked up on jerky for months. Because <laughs> it's in addition to the jerky that I already own. And <laughs> it's not pasty. No. Oh, God, that was awful <laughs> jerky. But I have a couple kinds. I've got some mushroom jerky... As is, I've got some, um, you know, the weird one that comes in little packages with like the prospector on the front. Um, I feel like I saw that the other day at Sprouts. Yeah, it's not good. Mm-hmm. It's okay. not bad, but it's not good. Have you ever tried the, be- got, the Beyond Jerky? I did not know there was Beyond Jerky. Uh, I almost threw up. Oh. Was, was, I don't know if I got a bad bag. It was gross. I had to like run to the trash can and spit it out and like eat something else. It was gross. Well, so I mean, on the whole, though, you're a big fan of Beyond, right? It's yeah. I know I'm not opposed to it. Like I'll, I'll have a Beyond or an Impossible uh, burger here and there, but because I know seem how to, to remember, jerky. no, I seem to remember you were big on the Carl's Jr. Uh, yeah, we'll do with Carl's every once in a while. I'll get a yeah. craving for it. I feel like shit afterwards, but it's, oh, yeah. it's fun going in. Oh, when I was in L.A., I finally got to go to Donut Friend. Oh, you cool. Know, after hearing about Donut Friend yeah. for years. There are several of them now. And there oh, really? was one just like uh, walking distance from my hotel. Cool. So it was great. I had a donut named after X-Ray Specs. So it was really good. <laughs> nice, nice. But back to jerky. Mm, yeah, so I have six different types of jerky. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure which ones to try. I do have that awful hated dill flavor. I'm sure I'm not you're not going to try the dill one. I thought it would be some, some good stunt eating if I did. Okay, you want to try it? Do, you, do, uh, yeah. do like a piece of the dill and then one that sounds sounds right to you. Okay, so... Are we gonna? You really want me to try the bad one first and then the good one? Yeah, because you need, we need that the good one. Is... No, well, that's what my tea's for. I think I'm gonna try oh. the good one first. Okay, okay. That... Because I think we need to establish, like, this is my first time with Louisville jerky, so okay. I think we need to establish, like, a base level. Okay. Base level. Quality so, what kind here. is this? Introduce it to the audience. 
Okay, this is Louisville Vegan Jerky Company Maple Bacon. Um, I don't like that they reference meats and all their <laughs> things. I think, you know, I think you should just love veggies for what they are. Although, I mean, like, I'm eating fake jerky, so there's I don't some, know yeah, what high no horse I'm really there. on. Okay, I will try not to chew directly into the mic. Okay. She looks perplexed. Okay. It's got a, a good texture. It's almost like a woody texture, though. Okay. Like, it it has, like, um, it's the maple bacon flavor, but it really tastes, it's just got, like, a little more of a mesquite flavor mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. my mind. It's good, though. It's good. It's a little, um, it's good. It's, I, I don't want to say it's dry exactly, but I think I expected something a little... That one is a little on juicier. the dry side. They have other ones like the Smoky Carolina Barbecue. That one's got mm-hmm. the like dampness or moistness to it. That's what you want in a food is damp and <laughs> This next one you're going to try pungent. has some moisty dampness as well. Okay. Um, and it's Buffalo Dill, which... Um, for those who don't listen obsessively, we did a uh, snack roundup a couple episodes ago where I said basically dill-flavored anything was ass. Um, I can't open the bag, and I'm kind of taking that as a sign. But um, but I'm kind of... Hey! Scissors. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have I'm one of those people that has like a junk drawer that doesn't make any sense yeah, and then it yeah. until the day when it makes perfect sense on every level. I think everyone's got okay. at least one of those. Oh Jesus, this smells awful. <laughs> oh, holy oh are are you sure you don't want video this? This would be like a good this is oh I don't don't know if I can do this. (laughs) It's spicy. Does that help? It still tastes like dill. Um, Okay, I'm going to close the bag so I can, like, not... (laughs) Just throw it back behind you? (laughs) Oh, you kept it in your hand. (laughs) I I thought you Um, put it back and started slowly closing the bag. No, no, I'm gonna do this. I said I would do this. Okay, okay. Get my tea handy. (sighs) Things I do for this podcast. Can't tell. It's it's hard to see the expression. Is that disdain? Tastes like a rotten sponge. What? It tastes like a rotten sponge that's, like, soaked up a whole bunch of vinegar. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's ass, Danny. No, not a, not a fan. It's not. No, it's honestly no. not my favorite flavor of theirs either. Because it's horrible. Um, the Smoky it's Carolina no one's favorite barbecue. Flavor. Like, that's... Hella good. Sometimes... So, I... There, there was a, a time in my life, um, a joyous time when people paid me to write terrible hot takes on food and one of my favorite slash least favorite things was food that seemed like it was a prank Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, I don't, mm-hmm. I didn't really like to, and, and you know, like now a few years later, I look back at some of the stuff that I wrote and wish I could sort of amend some of it because some places got better, some places went under, some places it's just a fucking pandemic and like none of us is giving 100%. Yeah. But sometimes it just seems like it's a prank. Like somebody's charging you $16 for garbage mm-hmm. and they, and like, they're getting their kips, kicks charging you for garbage. Um, and that's what that deal It's like somebody at the Louisville jerky plant was like, let's, let's fucking troll all our customers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Charge them $7.99 for, uh, so talk about jerky for about 20 seconds while I have this other half eaten piece. Okay. Is that the Mabel yeah. kind? This is the good kind. Okay. Okay. I just recently bought some as well. Um, I get text messages when they they do their limited run versions. And so I got a honey barbecue flavor. And then I got a variety pack as well because we were running low. Def- if, if you like it enough to like try more flavors, they have really good like limited flavors as well. You usually have to buy them within like a week before they stop selling them or they sell out or whatever. But... Uh, and they have a couple that go to, like, good causes and stuff. Um, they have some that uh, go to, like, a local queer um, charity kind of deal. Oh, I would I would buy jerky for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd even buy dill jerky for that. <laughs> as long as they get I the mean, money, you don't like... have to eat it. But... No, I mean, there are plenty of people I don't like that I have to buy gifts for. I mean... <laughs> oh, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> wrap up your opened bag of dill jerky and give it away. Did I ever tell you about the worst gift I ever got? No. Okay. So we've both worked in state offices. Mm-hmm. Like we, there, there are of, of the people that, that listen to this podcast. There are probably a fair amount that work in state offices. Yep. Would you wager? Yeah. 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 Totally. Office politics are weird. State office politics are even weirder. It's true. So when you get to the whole holiday gift-giving thing, Mm -hmm. it's kind of a little murky. My experiences are that there are always some people you really love, some people you tolerate, and some people that you really wish would just transfer somewhere. Mm Mm-hmm. So anyway, the long and short of it is that I had a middle manager who didn't make a great impression on anyone she was managing. Mm -hmm. How about that? And I had worked there a few Christmases. I I worked at that job for seven years. Mm -hmm. And then maybe the second year that I was there. um, So we had not exchanged Christmas gifts the first year I was there. So there was no expectation that we'd exchange Christmas gifts a second year. She came bounding into my office one day and she said, here, Merry Christmas. And inside the gift itself, I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm this, okay. This manager that I did not, (laughs) I did not like her. Mm -hmm. Bless her heart. The gift was a um, hacky sack branded with the logo of the department I worked for, 
which was swag that we had not produced for 10 years. But here's the kicker, Danny. <laughs> you she had you do look like it. a hacky sack gal. Totally. <laughs> Especially, but like it was literally, it was it was clearly something she had found at the back of one of her drawers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and she only gifted it to me. No one else got a gift. But this is the thing. Like the hacky sack, fine, poor gift choice, whatever. This is the thing, Danny. She had wrapped it. Do you, do you think, did she use wrapping paper? No. What did she use? She covered it in a bunch of post-it notes. This is amazing. So there were just like six post-it notes kind of like coming apart over this hacky sack that nobody asked for. And I wish I could have like kept it intact to... Oh my gosh, I know. It was the best, worst gift I've ever gotten. It's <laughs> amazing. And it is just emblematic mm. of middle management. I don't know if you're a manager, so... No, 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 never. I would but, absolutely yeah. never do that to myself. So, the, okay, well, so this is, this, is, this is something that I like to talk about a lot. And I was talking about this with a friend the other day. The best managers are people who never wanted to be managers. It's true. Um... Well, maybe. And, I don't know. Is it true? Well, they may be miserable doing it, but the, somebody that goes out there and wants to... I mean, uh, we're getting to whole, like... Uh, we're getting into, like, self-help book territory, but it's the difference between a manager and a leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no, no. I, I, I know what you mean. I hear it. Yeah. I'm, I'm married to a manager, so I, I know... You're married to a leader. I'm married to a leader. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> no, I, yeah, and I, I do think Amanda is is very good at her job and is. I would uh, enjoy working if if we weren't married and not in any sort of relationship. I would enjoy working for her because um, I think she, yeah, she's and, good and at we what don't know. Yeah, we don't know each other, but I I can't imagine when she went to school. She said, I want to tell people what to do all day. No, no, no. Yeah. She went to school to be a librarian. Yeah. yeah. And so she got good at it and they, yeah, they asked she, her to take a leadership role. Yeah. And, and I think that that's very different than, Yeah, you know. Yeah. Going to school but, to get a business degree so that you can manage people. Yeah. Oh, Lordy. Okay. Um, this is, okay, so what we've talked... Uh, Tech problems, old people at shows. So now this is like we're yeah. Let's 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 just get into fest take it punk. down further. All right, let's do it. Iron Sheik. Iron Sheik. So t- tell me what you love about Iron Sheik. Everything. I, I they are there's quite a few bands that sound a lot like them. Like we I was telling you about Reviver, uh, who mm-hmm. have a very similar sound. Iron Sheik is members of Ladderman, uh, which has a very similar sound to this as well. For me, Iron Sheik does it the best because of their vocalist, Jason Lombrano, I guess. I think, I feel like he is one of the best lyricists punk rock has to offer, in in my dumb little opinion. I kind of didn't like them at first. Okay. But after a couple listens, I specifically remember 
listening to the first song on our playlist because it's the opening song to their first album, uh, which is the first thing I heard. I specifically remember walking from at Sac City College, walking from my car to whatever class I was walking to and listening to it and just being like, oh, this is fine, I guess. But I don't know. I kept listening and I just, I fucking love them. I love that they are very DIY, like they do all their own stuff. They're not like a music video band. They don't really, I don't think they have any. Maybe they do have a couple. They do all their own artwork and all this kind of stuff. And I don't know. I feel like they have a very specific formula and they know what they're doing. And he just has a way of making depression and self-loathing and uh, stuff like that. It kind of takes a positive spin on it. And I really like that. And I just find a lot of the lyrics very relatable. And yeah, I, I really, really like them. I don't remember how I first came across them, probably in 2010 when their first album came out, because I didn't, I wasn't, uh, I didn't find out about the early demos and EPs and stuff till later. But um, they have that, that like fest sound where it's like your brother's arm in arm and everyone's doing gang vocals and stuff like that. But I don't know. I think they do it the best. Well, so it's it's interesting that you say that because, I mean, we, we sort of hinted at the fact that this one didn't really grab me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting that you say it took you a while to come around to them because I didn't dislike them. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a band in past that you've given me that I have actively disliked. Yeah. Now, to be fair, I asked mm-hmm. for that band. And I knew like, you were going to actively we, I, dislike them. <laughs> Yeah, but um, Iron Sheik, it just, it didn't grab me, but as I listened to it more and more, as I listened to it in my car, I began to like it more, but from the first listen, I kind of understood why people would like the band, Mm -hmm. and I I knew that if I saw them live, I would like them live, and so, in fact, I took some time to look up some performance footage, and Mm -hmm. so, like, as we talk about this first song... I'll be able to to get into that a little bit because I like went point by point. This is the show I watched. This is what I liked. This oh, is cool. what I didn't like. But we haven't uh, talked about what that song is yet, and so I want to see how you how you lead into this. I don't know Danny. how I'm going to be able to lead into any of these songs. To be perfectly honest, I'm I'm just a cutesy monster man. did it you did it good job danny uh cutesy monster man opening track off of their 2010 album not like this i'm using my new note uh platform or template or whatever oh i love it thank you cody yeah go cody oh my god i've got everything all laid out i've got the lyrics on other songs i've got like all the additional gang vocalists listed oh i love it so first song off of the the first album first full-length album 
starting with the line, I want to smash my face into that goddamn radio. I kind of, I feel like that was the line that, that played into my little ears. And I was like, I don't know if I like that line, but now I love that line. Yeah, I mean, the the lyrics were not the the problem for me. I think okay. the delivery of the vocals didn't work for me. It felt very muddy mm. and very like I wa- I'm the type of person who really likes the vocals up front. Oh, okay. um, and I'm not somebody who necessarily needs things very like crispy and mm-hmm. clear. You know, I think you and I have had uh, some gentle back and forths before about what makes a good rep- recording mm-hmm. and what doesn't. But um, the the vocals just sounded like a little mushy to me, so I wasn't really able to pick up the sure, lyrics sure. the same way you did. At the same time, I listened to it, and I was like, this is, I could see this being like a great sing-along song. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you're prepared to like look anything up to see if I went through the list of uh, what, I, what I watched. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so go ahead and look up... Um, this song live at Little Elephant. Oh yes, 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 yes. Okay. So it sounds like you know this. Yeah, that's like a. Oh look, I've watched it before. Yeah. But yeah, Little Elephant is. I watch their videos every once in a while when it's a band I like. It would make sense that it was a band I liked. Okay, here we go. He's very sweaty. Can you hear it? Yeah, so I can hear it. Um, So this was good and this sort of worked better for me and I got a better sense of like what they were, what they were trying to do. I will say it takes so long for this song to get to the song. It has a long intro. Yeah, I don't. You're not. You're I'm not, not that about that the, the long intro. Which is weird. Oh yeah, like they the do amount this of like intro to the intro. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's kind of what bothered me is like the intro to the intro. But I mean, like I listen to have listened. To a lot of emo and math rock and all that stuff, mm-hmm. so you would think that I would be used to long, lanky intros right <laughs> now, but no. One of the other so things this... I really like about the guitar in this band is their use of capos. The Not that guitarist, but the other guitarist with the beanie on his head. He frequently has a capo. And I think it's just such an odd choice for a band like this. Yeah. But I think it influenced other people, other uh, bands, like that band Spanish Love Songs that I've talked about on the pod before. Um, they will use a capo as well, and I feel like they took the influence from Iron Sheik because they're a very similar sound. Yeah. So this I enjoyed, and we can watch as much or as little as you want. The next thing I watched like was truly great. Like I really loved it. So, okay, let's get to the thing that you truly loved. Yeah. So that's 2014 live at ULHS. 2014 VLHS. VLHS? 
U-L-H-F. Maybe it's V-A-L-H-F. I can't read my handwriting. If it's 2014 live yeah. and there's an LHS in there, yeah. Bastards of Young. I saw them play with Bastards <laughs> of Young as well. They're from Sacramento. This is probably right around the time I saw them, actually, because I saw them in 2014. They played at Press Club. Mm. See, and I think this is what this song is for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is what all of It's like a packed room with people just like shoulder to shoulder yeah. screaming, singing along. That's what this is for. That's what it was like at first time. It was so fucking bad. I wish the bars weren't there on the sides of that press club, but. Everybody just seems to be having such an amazing time. Yeah. And I kind of, in this context, I don't care that it, they're taking forever to get to the, <laughs> the meat of the song. Yeah, see that? Yeah. Everybody, like, in close, like, fists up. Hell yeah. This I get. But as a recorded band, like, I, I can't see myself, like, it listening doesn't... to the record. Oh, okay, okay. No. And so then, um, you know, we don't have to go through every live thing I watched, but I also watched them live at Manchester Punk Fest, and that, like, that was such a big stage that it just didn't, it didn't work the same way. It's funny, because, like, uh, there was, so, in that stupid, uh, some Facebook punk group or whatever that I'm, I frequently scoff at, they were talking about how Iron Sheik was, somebody was talking about how Iron Sheik was a bad live band, and that they saw them at a festival and everyone was like, no, you can't see this band at a festival. Like, that's not what this music is meant for, you know? Yeah. It's like meant for this small, like, everyone's right in the singer's face. Yeah, no, I mean, so it, it was great. Um, but so I think that this is a... Do you have a snappy intro to the next song? Um, I do. I want to talk about some timestamps. Oh, sorry. Let's okay. Let's go for it. I always love a good pause, but uh, the lines there don't say much, uh, and when I do, it's not enough. I feel like that has a lot of uh, me in it. Yeah. And then the guitar lead after that. I, I love all the leads that they do. That one guitarist, I've, I don't know which guitarist it is. Um, actually, I could, might be able to figure that out, actually. Um, I think it's Phil Douglas. Are you using your handy-dandy Cody-approved? Yes, yeah. yes. I mean, I think I think we all need a shout out Cody yeah. for that sheet. 
Good job, Cody. Um, yeah. But anyway, really great leads. They're not like, you know, you had talked about math rock and stuff. It, it's not like these showy mathy leads. It's just these simple, like, things that just go along perfectly with with what is happening in the song. And I love it. And then I think I'm going to point out the bridge on every single song because this band knows how to play a bridge. Um, mm, two, I think you and I feel differently about uh-oh, that. Uh-oh, 235-ish. I sold my soul Now I age but don't get old And to this day So best deal I ever I sold my soul now I age but don't get old and to this day it's the best deal I ever made I don't know what it means as I was trying to overthink it today I was like oh is that about uh, making your entire life about music and being attached to the things that you were attached to that you first attached to as a teenager or in your early 20s or something so you're you're Mm -hmm. aging but you're still your brain is still in that 20 something late teen something mindset or whatever because that's how I feel a lot of the time yeah and I mean we've certainly talked about things like that I have to say that in this moment and I'm not just being a smart ass but in this moment I thought about it and I wondered what kind of shoes he wore and if they had good arch support no I'm he seems like a Chuck Taylor kind of guy and I bet maybe he changed the lineup now like if we found a recent video he might have changed it to he ages and he feels old. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, you know, that's that's um, a Ted Leo lyric. If you, if I told you I felt ageless, would you tell me I'm not old? Mm, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's always gotten me. No, I mean, I, I love the sentiment behind it. And I think it's, um, it is very relevant to people like us who are not necessarily like, desperately clinging on to our youth but who still hold the same values we held when we were younger yeah, you yeah. know no I think it's a I think it's a great lyric I yeah I could absolutely see myself like yelling that like singing along mm-hmm. but you imagine know. me in my car <laughs> um yeah this is a sing-along in the car kind of band. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do it frequently. Do you do it when the kids are in the car? Not not super loud, but yeah, I do sing along and stuff when the kids are in the car. Have they gotten to the point where they're embarrassed by it? No, no. They tend to just tune it out. Or Lassa's last couple of days has been begging me to play Peppa Pig music. I finally gave in today. It's not great. Do you sing along with Peppa Pig? I don't know the words yet. I'm sure I will soon enough, and then I will. I hear I I watched a little bit of Peppa Pig when I was getting new tires the other day. Uh-huh. The the um the only um seat in the waiting room was by the TV they had set up for the kids, so I saw Peppa Pig for the first time. There was like a parade, and they took turns being the queen in the parade. And there was a balloon, um, and so somebody floated away. It, as you do. I was pretty engaged. Yeah. Like, I, I get it. I get show. what she's... 
Yeah. Okay, so that's our Peppa the Pig break. Ba- back to... Or she's just Peppa Pig, excuse me. <laughs> Peppa Pig. Back to aging and, and arch support. I, I, I feel like if this guy's still just wearing his Chuck Taylors, he's a he's um, maybe flying a bit too close to the sun, like, like Kid Icarus. In my dreams... I thought you were going to go in for the video game, but... I, I, I never really played that game. So, do you want to start with this? Do I want to start? Do I want... <laughs> uh, sure, sure. This, so this is off of their uh, split with Toys That Kill from 2018. Um, Who I do like, yeah. I had not spent a lot of, spent a lot of time with this uh, EP... And so as I was making the playlist, I was like, oh, I should listen to some of this other stuff that I haven't listened to as much. And I kind of fell in love with this song. I don't... A lot of it speaks to, like, my issues with depression and my, like, internal dialogue when I'm really struggling. But... Mm -hmm. And it also is obviously about... Well, probably about someone that died, maybe the guitar player that they was in the band that passed away. And the opening lines just fucking got me immediately. And like, these are the kind of lines that I would probably be singing in my car and not be able to get all the way through because I would get choked up. As far as humans are concerned, I don't really have anyone in my life that, that I've been like super close with that died. Like my grandparents passed away and you know, things like that. Um, when our, our cats, our last cats that we had, Mole Petita and Nutterby passed away. Boy, oh boy, was that tough. Just, uh, makes me feel things, Lindsay. It makes me feel things. Yeah. And I think that was my note for this is I really do connect with the lyrics, but, um, the delivery, you know, like I'm, I'm just not mm-hmm. the audience for this mm-hmm. in terms of. You need to be the in the audience like. to get it. Maybe so. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, you know, certainly, um, certainly, I, I recognize those feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so this is something that's that's kind of been hard for me in listening to this list. Is it's not that I have problems saying negative things about people or burritos um specifically but i try to reserve outright um like it i don't like want to belabor the point that i don't like something just just to let people know that i don't like Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm, yeah um and, and so especially in a situation where people are being like very raw and open with their emotions. Um, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, like make fart noises. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I get it. I connect with it, but I just, um, the presentation wasn't something that like really pulled at me the same way it pulled at you. Yeah. 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 No, I get that. I feel like there's, if I sat down and, 
read some specific like pink lyrics or something, I'm sure they would uh, maybe speak to me a little bit, but boy, do I not want to listen to that. And I don't know, maybe that's not a, a good comparison. Uh, I don't, I don't know how you feel about pink, but <laughs> just comes to mind because my mom really likes pink, and she, I try. She's is like, I don't understand why you don't like this, and I'm like, I don't know, mom, I just don't. You know, I don't know that I've ever tried. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure she's lovely. Yeah, yeah. How do you think her arch support is? She's got the money, you know. Yeah, I think. Um, I think she's probably got sore feet at the end of the day. Mm. I think she's got to wear a lot of heels. However, like, if you have the money, custom orthotics are out there. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, I think some really smart marketer could really get a lot of very vain middle-aged people on board <laughs> if they just sort of, like, let people know that you can, like, slide these orthotics into your, like, hipster shoes. Oh, sure. And you'll sure. be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can put arch supports in chucks, you know. <laughs> yeah, to, to that point, when I was at Numero, I, before I left, mm-hmm. I got gel inserts for my cute little shoes that I was going to wear to the show Mm -hmm. because I was like I'm going to be standing the whole time Um, I got cute little gel inserts for my cute little shoes (laughs) I got um, like fancy earplugs like not Mm -hmm. just the foam kind that you throw away I hate the foam kind because I was like I'm going to take care of my head I'm going to take care of my hearing I'm going to like be standing all the time so I'm going to be like you know comfortable but it was like a um, and now at Numero, the sound was amazing. Mm-hmm. Whoever was doing the nice. sound was, like, killing it. The drums especially were, like, damn. Yeah. But I didn't need earplugs at all mm. because it was just like a theater. Yeah. You yeah. know, it wasn't... Everyone's seated. Did you did you have any live things or anything that you watched on this one? No, I really just watched the live footage for the first song oh, okay. because I, I was like, you know, what is the context in which... What is the context that I'm missing? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, because it was this thing where, like, I got it, I understood, I liked the lyrics, they played with other bands I liked, like, why is this not mm-hmm. getting through to me? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like, I was perplexed, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, sometimes it just doesn't click. Sometimes it might take a while. Like, I've had bands where I revisit them years later, I'm like, oh, now, now I get it. But... That is okay. I do have one timestamp on this one. Go for it. Um, at 50 seconds. I totally hear what you mean about the mix, the vocal mix. Mm-hmm. It's it's buried a little bit, and I don't think that uh, the majority of the vocals being sung by multiple members of the band at once, like gang sort of gang vocals or whatever. I don't think that helps. No, and that's that's kind of a, a note that I have, especially in the next song. Yeah. Okay, but anyway, he's basically yeah. describing my internal dialogue when I'm like super depressed. 
like I don't know. I'm I'm if nothing else from this episode, I am glad that I found this song because I fucking love it so much. Yeah. Okay, it sounds like the next song you really don't like. So I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, let's get dangerous. Darkwing Duck? It's been a while. I remember I remember little bits and pieces of Darkwing Duck. Yeah. yeah. Is that what this that's, is? Yeah, that was reference? his like catchphrase or whatever. It was let's get dangerous. Mm-hmm. And that's why it has the periods too, because he would say it. Let's get dangerous. And then you'd go. Wasn't that just Danger Mouse? What? Danger Mouse. No. I don't know what Danger Mouse okay. said. Oh, you be you remember Danger Mouse, right? Yeah, it's the mouse with the eye patch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, that okay. wasn't a frequent as a watch as as Darkwing Duck was. I was all about Disney Afternoon as a kid. That's like Ducktales and stuff. Ducktales, Tailspin. Uh, I didn't watch much Tailspin. I don't know. Why. Rescue Rangers. That was another one. Yeah, I don't know. Gummy Bears was Gummy Bears Disney Afternoon. I can't remember. There was a Gummy Bears television show? Gummy Bears, bouncing here and there and everywhere. You don't remember this? What kind of childhood did you have? Not a very good one. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, I mean, that, that, but that's unrelated to the TV that I watched. I mean, that was, that was, um. Were you more like Tiny Toons? They tried. Um. Animaniacs? My brother was really into Animaniacs. Yeah. Um. I was a very, very, very serious, weird kid. <laughs> and it was much, much, much younger. But my real TV memories are like sitting in my best friend's basement when we were really young, mm-hmm. watching um, The Adams Family on like a little tiny portable black and white TV. Mm-hmm. So... And I know that I watched that stuff. I know that I watched DuckTales because I had whatever the little girl character was. I had a stuffed duck of that. Oh, duck. cute. <laughs> I can't remember what her name was. I don't remember either. I mean, I, I watched that stuff. It just didn't mm-hmm. stick with me the way the Adams family the, did. <laughs> you didn't like the vocal mix on, on those Disney I didn't like shows. the vocal yeah. mix on, yeah. on DuckTales. I, you know, like I could understand, like, you know. Oh, man, can you imagine, like, floor punching? Like, <laughs> floor punching to Adam's family? <laughs> no, I was thinking floor punching to, like, the DuckTales theme song. But. <laughs> I'm sure there's a there's a hardcore breakdown cover of it out there on YouTube. Oh, that'll be my night. That's That'll be my night. So this song, huh? <laughs> hey. Um, so we're talking Let's Get Dangerous? Let's Get Dangerous. So we touched on a little bit, like, I'm not a fan of, like, the, the multiple vocalists. Like, it, it's interesting because my note on this is that it's just a little too clean. But at mm. the same time, I feel like the vocals are a little bit muddied. So it's just not working for me on any level, I think. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I have a note that says too much extra stuff going on, but I can see why Danny likes this. <laughs> uh. That's not, like, a negative. 
What is the Too Much Extra stuff? Like the, um, just all the vocals or are we talking about like some of the instrumentation? I think some of the instrumentation, I didn't get like super elaborate into what too much stuff meant. Because there's like, I'm going to play this, I think this is maybe the chorus. Chorus has that cool yeah. synth on it. I think that's part of what bugs. Oh, I love it. But that it's line, the history writes the history writes the rest. That's like good a good lyric. It's a very good line. If if nothing but, else, I'm telling you, this guy is an amazing lyricist. Yeah, I I just wish I could hear him. <laughs> but he's got to have all his friends. There's uh, one, two, three. His crew. Uh, I only there's a I wrote uh, additional vocalists by a lot of people, but the standouts include, and then I included the three that were in bands that I knew of. But anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think um, you had a song that we were going to talk to later, a talk about later, the Reviver song we were going to talk about. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And I have a song that I think is sort of. In this vein that I like better. Okay. It's sort of my my version cool. of what I would listen to if I was going to listen to this. Okay. Excellent. And it won't be very surprising, but, okay. you know, yeah. What else do you have to say on this one? I can I could pick, like, one more timestamp. Uh, go with your timestamp because I went through my notes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to just do the last one because it's a short one. 250. <laughs> just the, I like the woo. Yeah. It's fun. It is fun. Yeah. But yeah, I I like this song. This album uh, from 2017, this is You Can't Stay Here. It was a bit of a sleeper. Like it, I listened to it right away. I bought it right away. Um, and I was like, oh, it's not quite. It didn't catch me the way the other albums did right away. You know, I've learned to, to love it. Um, I really just picked this song because of the synth. I don't know if picking a different song would have would have uh, made things better or worse, but um, maybe I could have picked a different one because nothing of the yeah. lyrics really super stood out to me. It was mainly the synth I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Can I try this next intro? Yes, you you may. Well, so I know you were talking about how you like to sing along with this in, mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm, car, mm-hmm. so. When you're in the car, you're singing along to Iron Sheik. You're loving it. So mm. when you're singing along, you don't drive angry. Totally worked. <laughs> Don't drive angry off of the constant one, 2013. 
my my first note is it's my fucking tempo. <laughs> so my first note is I like this, but it feels like a nostalgia listen. Oh sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like a '90s circle pit. Yeah, and so I mean this this goes back to the same sort of um, criticism I have of everything we've listened to is that like. I would like the vocals to be clear and upfront, and if sure, it's em- sure. emotive, I want to know what the lyrics are. Mm-hmm. Like, if we're if we're dealing on that deep emotional level, I want to I want to be able to feel it too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm curious about like the vocal mix, like what the decision is there. You know, I want to speculate that it's like a self conscious thing. I know. Um, I was reading about the band These Arms Are Snakes years ago mm-hmm. and their vocalists early on use a lot of vocal effects because of like insecurity and and not feeling super comfortable yet and so on those earlier albums the vocals are very affected and a little bit harder to understand a little bit harder to hear I i'm almost curious if that is a similar thing here because like seeing them live he's very like he gets up on a stage he does his thing and he leaves the stage like he doesn't i don't remember him like you know, being very talkative with the crowd and, you know, that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm wondering if it's kind of like that or if it's just the decision they made to have them that way. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have any timestamps? I do have a couple timestamps on this one. Um, two, as a matter of fact. <clears throat> Everyone already heard the intro. I'm going to play the chorus because I love the chorus on this one. that stop at the end again uh and really like emphasizing those the the words next time yeah you're right it does feel very nostalgic it has that like that tempo that i've that i fell in love with in you know junior high and high school (laughs) you know because all the other songs are pretty like mid-tempo like this is the the only fast one i gave you but yeah it does yeah nostalgia is a good way to put it and then my next timestamp is uh the bridge uh the bridge has lots of gang vocals but you can really make out um one of the vocalists from reviver uh erica freyas i'm not sure but her vocals stand out so much and i absolutely love her voice um the song we're gonna listen to later is one of her songs she's not like the main singer they switch back and forth Mm -hmm. um between her and the other person but you can really make out her voice here it's so fucking great. Keep pushing forward without understanding. With no way of knowing which way I am going. Keep getting nowhere. Over and over. I know when I get there. I'll be another day older. Maybe get up and closer. I'm like. 95% sure it's her. Because <laughs> mm. uh, there are other people. There's people from that band Bridge and Tunnel listed on here. Mm-hmm. And so it could be one of the members of that band. But I'm pretty sure it's um, Erica from, from Reviver. Yeah, I, I love the bridge. I, 
I love the tempo on this one. It just makes me happy. Uh, it's impossible to drive angry to this song because it's so much fun. There you go. Yeah. Are we Are we ready? Are we ready to end this? I mean, with after the next song. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, wow. That's so. That's so. Like, such, are we ready to end this? It's like an existential question. <laughs> well, let's do this this fifth song, and then we've got a couple. Uh, yes, we've got some more. Yeah. Um, this podcast is going really fast. It's like time keeps on slipping into the cosmic future. This is my favorite Iron Sheik song. This is probably a top five song for me, like just ever. I up there with uh, Alex Chilton from The Replacements, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or by The Replacements, not from The Replacements. Um, God, I fucking love this song so much. Uh, this is one that I will replay like after it's done replay i don't have a lot of songs that i'll do that with um especially the the basically the last half of the song yeah i mean i the note that i have is that i think i like the song the best but it is again like more of a nostalgia listen like Mm -hmm. i think i like it because it takes me back to what i would have listened to in like late middle school early high school Mm -hmm. which is not a criticism. Mm-hmm. I, um, I still listen just, to a, a lot of yeah, the music just, I listened to back then. And, and so do I, but maybe not that particular type of music. Sure, I, mean, I sure. think I moved yeah. into different things. But but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great song. Yeah. All right, I'm just going to play my favorite part. If I can ask one thing when I am dead, would you lay me down by the river bed and just let me wash This is up there for a contender. It's a really long phrase for a tattoo, though. If someone has looked into having long phrases tattooed on them, yes, it is. It is. First of all, don't get tattoos. No, I'm not going to regret it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. It's 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 quite an undertaking to have lyrics tattooed on you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good, interesting song. Yeah, I just uh, that part. It makes me feel so many things and is so much fun to, to shout and whatnot. I didn't uh, rush the stage or anything when I saw them live. I was too old then. I mean, even older now. Um, but I sang it real loud from the back of the press club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this song is 
just an all-timer for me. I, I love it so much. So, so much. Did you listen to that Reviver song? I did listen to that Reviver song, and I took a couple notes on it. Okay. Um, so, I mean, so we should probably talk about how we got to the Reviver song, which is that it became pretty clear pretty early on that maybe I wasn't the best test subject for this band. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think we were trying to sort of... How would, how would you put it? try to find some point of reference that might sort of orient me toward what I should be looking for in this mm -hmm. band. And so I think that you gave me a, a Reviver song to sort of thematically or, you know, tonally bring me into where my mind should be. Yeah. I just thought that Reviver and Iron Sheet kind of have a very similar sound, um, but the thing with Reviver is they feel a lot clearer like when I was listening to them I had been listening to them the night before because I was having trouble sleeping and sometimes having music on so I listened to that um, their first album it's clearer but they also have other perspectives as well and that's something that I, I know I like to hear in music um, because uh, like one of the singers was trans and uh, one of them was female I wasn't able to find if uh, what her opponents were. But anyway, like different perspectives, not all the vocals are gang vocals and like kind of going back and forth between the two vocalists. And so I thought that maybe that would appeal more. Um, yeah, and so, I mean, that is exactly what I liked about the song is that the vocals were sort of cleanly delivered. There were not mushy, mixed up <laughs> vocals where I couldn't understand what they were saying. And I mean, it's not like I'm just, it's not like I'm trying to be like a fuddy-duddy and be like, the kids today, I can't understand. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, it, it really is, if I'm gonna be listening to something where somebody's like, you know, like spilling their guts to me, I wanna be able to hear it. Mm -hmm. So my, my sort of like, kin song for this is Tuesday by Avail. Oh, oh, you were talking about Avail earlier. Okay. Yeah. You yep. want to pull up Tuesday? Yeah. You know Tuesday? Uh, yeah. Probably. From 4 a.m. Friday. Yeah. That's like the album that I've listened to of them. Like the It's most. my favorite of their albums. Okay. And play. Here we go. They're definitely, I feel like if Avail didn't exist, Iron Sheik wouldn't exist, you know? Like they have yes. such a similar kind of vibe. And I mean, so this may be, you know, like I'm I'm talking about things being nostalgia listens. I mean, like I still listen to this song. I feel like I felt when I was 14. You know, you just want to yeah, yeah, kind of like yeah, yeah. double totally. over and cry. Like, this is this yeah. is the mood I'm in. But, like, when I'm thinking of these, like, sort of, like, sing-alongs crowding around people, like, this is the song I this hear is, in my yeah, head. Okay, okay, yeah. This band is so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. 
And then, I mean, like the, the opener on this album is really good too, kind of hits the same note. And I, mm -hmm. um, but I wrote down Tuesday because I didn't want to make you listen to basically all of 4 a.m. Friday. <laughs> Starting at track one. Yeah, and they're going to do a little breakdown in a second, so it's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, such a good thing. Might listen tomorrow. Hey, Danny, did hey. you know they're from Virginia? Uh, yeah, you said that in a text with me and Cody. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna keep saying it. <laughs> with the, By the you way, you followed it up with a pig emoji, a cigarette emoji, and what was the other thing? Peanut. Peanut. That's right. Ham, cigarettes, and peanuts. <laughs> and a veil. I'm just going to let this play out. Final thoughts yeah. on Iron Sheik. Give him a rating. I won't be offended if it's really low. So, are we talking about strictly recorded material? Or are we, just, like, yeah, going into an imaginary universe where I've seen them live? Let's go into that imaginary universe. I mean, you saw them on YouTube. You've seen them live. 3.9. What? Okay. That's higher than I expected, even in that imaginary universe. Yeah, well, I mean, I really liked the lyrics. Uh-huh. You know, I... Seeing... I mean, if we're, if we're going... Had I not seen the live footage, the good live footage that really stuck out to me, it would have mm -hmm. been lower. Well, I'm glad you liked them more than MXPX, because they're a lot better than MXPX. Oh, very much so. Yeah, yeah. So next time I give you something, I'll try to give you something that you like more. You keep trying. I'm going to keep trying. It has, I mean, this is, this is the thing. It's like I'm flummoxed mm -hmm. because our tastes really do overlap. Yeah. And everything I give you, you seem to like, unless you're being really polite. I mean, even the replacement song that you said you didn't like, you were being polite about. Um, Was it? Like, yeah, you were like, this song is good, but not really. But they rock and you roll. Were, song. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah. Um, man, but <laughs> you're just, you're just wrong. But, but it is, it, like, it, it genuinely confuses me because you seem to, with the exception of the replacements, to a point with an asterisk because you really like Alex Shilton. You seem to really like everything that I bring your way. So far. And I am shocked that I that we haven't reached a point where where you've found one for me. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Yeah. One of and I mean, days. you know, technically this is the second podcast third attempt. Yes. So I mean or let's call it second attempt because we both knew MXPX was not yeah, yeah, gonna yeah. work that was, out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it was like it wasn't a stunt listen. I really did want to understand, but it was more mm -hmm. an experiment than a. Yeah. Well, anyway, we'll be back, you and me and Cody, sooner rather than That's later. That's true. That's going to be yes. fun. And maybe we'll talk about a really old band. Maybe. We got to get at least one. At least one. I think we both backed out of that, though. 
Well, I don't know. We'll figure something out. Yeah, we'll figure something out. I gave you, I gave you like another playlist last night though, and we, I have like a whole backlog of playlists. Oh shit! Yeah, you did. that's right. Yeah, okay. it's real good too. You should check it out. Okay, I will. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, Lindsay. Thank you. Sorry, Iron Sheik. Bye bye. You're not. You're not bad guys. You're not bad guys. Just bump up those vocals in the mix next time. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Okay, bye-bye. that the outro theme to this podcast is a ripoff of Iron Sheik because that's exactly what I was trying to do. If you heard the whole song, you'd agree for sure. <laughs>